because with the shea butter, I, it might it might have sounded like um, it was super easy to just say, okay, I'm gonna go out there. I would come home and like have so much rejection that I would just walk in defeated. My husband would give me that speech where he's like, you know, it's their loss. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to the Halal Hustle, where we talk about halal business, halal entrepreneurship, and share stories about halal hustlers who are striving towards their place with Allah in the hereafter by taking the means in this dunya. Inshallah, on this episode, I'm going to be sharing with you an interview that I had with someone who is near and dear to my heart, my big sister. In this interview, she shares her story on how she went from being a university student studying in North America to a wife, a mother of two beautiful, healthy children, and beyond all of that, a business owner, and even within that, a salesperson. The fundamental pillar of every business is selling. Whether it be a product or a service, a business needs to facilitate the sale or the exchange of goods for another good. That's how it works. But we don't really talk about it enough. How do sales take place? Well, my sister went from having very little experience prior to being such a hustler that she's able to now sell a variety of products and looks at the market from the perspective of, will this sell? In this interview, she shares her tips and tricks and talks about what she's currently working with and going through. It's such a, a phenomenal um, story, and I love it, and I love her, and I'm really excited to share with you. So, inshallah, bismillah, here's the interview. Assalamu alaikum. All right, welcome, welcome, alhamdulillah. You know, I got my big sister here on an episode, you know, telling her story. I'm excited, alhamdulillah. Thank you for coming on. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. No problem. It's a pleasure. Alhamdulillah. All right. So I know the story. We talk a lot, and it still amazes me. Mashallah. Barakallah fiki. You know, I'm so uh, I'm so proud of you, and uh, I look up to you like in so many aspects and ways, because you went from you know us growing up in Canada and you know North America and stuff to now you're living in in Africa, right? That's wild. It's kind of whoa moment. How did that happen? How did you like? How did you end up there? For everyone that doesn't know your story. Okay, okay. So I mean, we lived together there, and yeah, for the most part, I was just caught up in the North American lifestyle, where you just kind of do what everyone else around you is doing. I wasn't really on my dean or anything, and. Then uh, one of my friends, may Allah forgive her, fall her sins, and protect her from the punishment of the grave and the hellfire. I mean, one of my best friends uh, passed away, and uh, I don't know. It was kind of a weird moment where, as soon as she passed away, I was there with her. Mm -hmm. So as soon as she passed away, I just kind of stood up. And walked away from her body, and something in my head just said, "I'm moving to Africa. I 
Somalia. I don't know. I just kind of made a decision in that moment that I didn't want to be in North America anymore. I wanted to be in a Muslim country, and I wanted to be married. And within about three months, three, four months, I was on a plane to East Africa. SubhanAllah. I remember that time. It was, uh, it was, it was surreal. Like it, it, it seems like so, you know, so little time has passed since then, but Alhamdulillah, like ma- mashallah, barakallah fiki, you know, the way that you handled it and, uh, and how you've continued to handle yourself is, uh, is something that's, you know, very admirable and may Allah preserve and increase you. I mean, and, uh, you know, may, may Allah have mercy and forgiveness towards her and make things easier for her family and everything. I mean, I mean, you know, since then, Alhamdulillah, mashallah, you know, my brother-in-law, he's doing well. Alhamdulillah, may Allah preserve and increase you guys. Allah has blessed you with two beautiful, healthy children. And, you know, uh, may Allah preserve and increase them and make them, you know, the a benefit to both of you for this life and the next. I mean, but not only did you, you know, get married, not only did you move to uh, East Africa, you, you started a business. But if I'm not mistaken, like, I guess we're at the count of two now, right? <laughs> Yeah, I guess. It's a very small second one. <laughs> humble, hum- humble, alhamdulillah. May Allah increase it, I mean. But uh, yeah, the first one, right? You started, uh, you, you and your husband together, you started Mama Africa Shea Butter. Mm-hmm. How exactly did that come about? Because I know you and you studied journalism in school. This is a pretty big flip. Yeah, so... Um... When I came here, uh, I, I guess I should just start off by saying that, like, me and my husband uh, have never thought about being business owners. But in Africa, it's a little different. I don't want to speak for all of Africa, but basically in Hargeisa, Somaliland, it's a little different because the weight for a regular job, for the most part, is pretty low so he could picture doing that and then when he decided to get married he decided to open up a cafe so we did the cafe thing for about five years and it wasn't the most successful cafe but mashallah he was very determined to see it through for five years that was the timeline that he gave himself and then within those five years, as you mentioned, we had kids. So uh, with my son, my firstborn, his pregnancy, my son, I became more aware of the products that I was using on my skin and how they would affect the baby during my pregnancy. Mm-hmm. So I started looking for... I started looking for... Um, natural skincare product and I tried a couple things and then I came across shea butter and I basically fell in love and then subhanAllah after I had my son he developed eczema at about six months and the shea butter was actually really amazing for his eczema so it was like something that I had to have alhamdulillah so I had to have it with me uh, in my suitcase when I came back to Africa. I gave birth in Canada, and then I bring the shea butter with me 
to Africa. And that's how my husband tried it for the first time. And then we all started using it as a family. And we had a hard time finding it over here. So eventually my husband decided to be the supplier in Hargeisa. Wow. Alhamdulillah. I like that though, how you guys started using it as a unit. You know, these these are family things. This is what we do. <laughs> yeah, we're we're a big shea butter family. Alhamdulillah. And so since then, you guys have progressed. And not only do you sell it in Hargeisa, but you also sell it in Mogadishu, Somalia. And then you recently you started selling it in uh, in stores in, in Kenya as well, right? Mm-hmm. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Steady growth. May Allah preserve and increase. Ameen. Ameen. So t- tell me a bit about your role. How did you... Uh, how did you kind of get into it? <laughs> so when my husband decided that he was going to find a way to bring um, shea butter into Hargeisa and sell it, uh, my role was just to support him. And then the shea butter got here. And the funny thing is, is like we thought that this was something that everyone couldn't wait to get their hands on because we loved it so much and we were just so naive and thinking that yo we're about to bring the hottest product to Hargeisa and these people (laughs) aren't even yeah yeah I swear like it was so crazy and then we got it we had all this shea butter and the first couple days it was like our husband get dressed and go to the stores and like show these people like yo look what I got I got the best thing ever and everyone was like what the hell is that yeah, <laughs> a cooking ingredient like they were not impressed at all Allah. so yeah so he'd come back home and I'm like how'd it go how'd it go and he's just like mashallah he's a very very positive optimistic person and what amazes me till this day was every time he got rejected he would look at them and feel sorry for them, you know? MashaAllah, <laughs> so <laughs> He'd be like, they're lost, you know? And I'm like, we're failing out here. we got all this shea butter. What are we going to do with it? So then that's <laughs> when my role kicked in. The role that I did not know I had was to get up every day in the afternoon and I take my daughter with me. At the time, she was like, I think, six months. Uh-huh. So I'd get up every day and uh, we'd get dressed and leave the house and I'd carry her on one arm because the roads are crazy, there's no strollers here. And then I'd carry <laughs> this big bag of shea butter in the other hand and I'd walk into any establishment where I could find women and basically tell them in my very limited Somali that I had a product that I wanted to show them. And then, mashallah, people here are just, like, so in love with anything new. And they're they're so willing to sit down and listen or see anything that you present to them that's new. Uh-huh. So, alhamdulillah, I would just tell them, here, yeah, I got something new I want to show it to you. And then most of the people are really curious. And uh, that that's basically how I introduced most of our customers in the beginning to shoe butter, just walking around and trying to sell it to them hand to hand. Wow. SubhanAllah. So not only like, you know, you're, you're selling it, but you had to educate them first. Like you had to, Hey, this is the product. 
is what it is. Yeah. And I don't speak Somali. That's wild. Like, uh, wow. SubhanAllah. It boggles my mind, like, just the way... Because a lot of people, they have a natural fear towards sales and cold calling and, you know, the fear of rejection. And you're doing it in a totally new place, you know, with a different, like, a huge language barrier and a brand new product. You're not even selling what they know. Yeah. SubhanAllah. It still boggles my mind. And I'm like, man, every time I think about it, I'm like, I got to get to that level. I have to get my sales game up to that, inshallah. So... This is where it gets like kind of amazing is that you you started doing this and you didn't plan on doing it, but it was just like, hey, this is what I got to do to help out the hustle. You did, But you didn't stop mm-hmm. there. You went to another venture. It's like, hey, I could sell something else. I got another new product. And you started mm-hmm. selling hijabs. <laughs> what was the transition there? How did that happen? How did you decide to start selling hijabs? Um... My husband would say I basically abandoned my first baby, which he calls Shea Butter, <laughs> and uh, I just switched, he, he would say I just switched tussles on him, but that's not really what happened. So basically, you know, I put in my hours, my my hard labor of carrying the baby on one hand and the Shea Butter in the other hand and walking around, and then Subhanallah. Um, it started to sell itself, so I really didn't have to go around and show it to people because we got into a lot of stores and we developed the online presence and word of mouth, which is basically like the most amazing thing in any Somali country, word of mouth. Yeah. Uh, that started to do its job and someone was telling someone who was telling someone and um yeah it, it started selling itself alhamdulillah alhamdulillah and then i don't know i just i mean i i love the mom africa shea butter business and i support my husband 100% but uh i guess i just wanted to have something for myself mhm just just to know that because with the, with the shea butter, it's like we're a team and we have to discuss everything and we have to agree on how the label looks. And then, you know, obviously we're a married couple, so sometimes maybe we're not getting along and we still have to, you know, communicate about this business, which is fine, alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. But I just always wanted to just have something that was just mine. So, um, yeah, I, I've... I've always liked the idea of having different colors in every hijab and different materials. And I noticed that in Hargisa, um I almost feel like there's just one main wholesaler who sells the same hijabs to every store here. And you just see all the girls wearing the same hijabs. And just to be clear, some people call it Shayla's. Um, okay. So, yeah, I just I saw... Uh, opportunity to bring something new to the people here and alhamdulillah I worked out alhamdulillah so you you figured out how to I guess manufacture the product or get the product there and then you went about selling it the exact same way you did the shea butter yep 100% (laughs) alhamdulillah alhamdulillah so and you know what 
I just want to say something because with the shea butter, I, it might it might have sounded like um, it was super easy to just say, okay, I'm gonna go out there. I would come home and like have so much rejection that I would just walk in defeated. And my husband would give me that speech where he's like, you know, it's their loss. Anytime you sell <laughs> something and someone says no you don't take it personal. If you have a good product and they don't want it, it's their loss. And and basically the you don't take it personal line uh, helped me a lot. And uh, when I started selling the hijabs, I was already used to getting rejected. Uh-huh. So it was just uh, a lot easier selling hijabs because first I didn't, I didn't have to explain the product. It was very obvious this is a hijab, and you guys all wear them. I just have nice ones. So <laughs> it basically sells it all. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. So were there any specific challenges? Like, because although, you know, you're selling, right, that was the main thing that was consistent, but it was a different business. So what were some of the challenges when you switched to selling hijabs? Because you were doing that all yourself. Your husband was really involved in it, right? Yeah. So one of the biggest challenges I would say is realizing that now we have two businesses and one might be cutting into time for the other. So that was that was a challenge. And then um, basically, so when I when I first got the hijabs my plan was to open up a store. Uh-huh. I just wanted to have a nice store with every hijab, hijab accessory that you could possibly imagine in one place, like a one-stop shop. And then when I looked around, I saw that the city wasn't doing so well and businesses were really slow. So... My husband was like, hey, I don't think it's a good time for you to open up a store. Why don't you just try selling them online? Mm-hmm. So I just had a bunch of hijabs that were supposed to go into a store, and they're just sitting at home, and a lot of hijabs. So that was that was a struggle. But alhamdulillah, once you start moving them, the... Inventory gets smaller, and then I was like, okay, time to buy more. But alhamdulillah, so basically uh, the advantages of not the store that I plan to have is I make more profit. I don't have to worry about overhead. I don't have to worry about the stress of, like, um, being there for certain hours and running a store and, you know, all of that. I create my own hours. So then it's, it's a little hard selling online. And um, you have to put in a little bit more work when you're looking for your customers. But, yeah, th- those are the only struggles, really. Other than that, um, it's it's been really easy. And Alhamdulillah, it's been going really good. Alhamdulillah. One of the things that I know for, uh, at least for myself, like where I look at you and it's like, wow, okay, I need to step up my game is on your social media. Like you use a lot of uh, of like, you know, Instagram and stuff to market when you have different products and even for like Mama Africa Shea Butter, it's, uh, I always see it all the time. You know, I, I try to like and support and stuff, but uh, what, how has that kind of made it easier for you? I mean, like, this is the halal hustle. 
So we're going to be honest. When it comes to the social media aspect of running a business, it's it has its benefits and it's kind of not so good at the same time. Uh-huh. Um, obviously, you reach a bigger audience. Uh, now, subhanAllah, like, it literally allows you to run your business online. You can promote it. You can pick uh, which regions you want these pictures and videos to be seen in. So that part is really, really amazing, really cool. But then, um, so obviously when you're selling something like natural skincare or any type of skincare or let's say the hijabs, obviously the audience that we're selling to the most part, I mean, we want to reach as many men as possible, but women are the majority of the people that buy our product. Right. We're like a, a thousand followers now, alhamdulillah, but now you got a thousand women following this uh, Instagram page. And then obviously you have to follow people back. And so that's kind of a test as a married couple. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because me and my husband, yeah, so that's that's a little... Yeah, that's that's a little tricky, and then um, I mean I I talked to you in the beginning about this, but um, I was I when I first did I was very like I don't want to use pictures of people's faces, even though that's the smartest way to sell a product is to show real people wearing these things. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to do that because I don't know how. Allah would like that. I, I'm guessing that it's probably not the best way to do it. Uh-huh. So, yeah, lately, that's been a struggle too because you're just like, okay, with the shea butter, you can you can market uh, uh, skincare products and not show too many faces. You know, usually when we show faces, it's of our customers that are happy posting their reviews or whatever. But with hijabs, like, in the beginning, I would just throw my hijabs on the table and just take pictures of them. And, yeah, they're nice hijabs, but, like, people need to see it on someone. People people want to see someone wearing the hijab for them to be like, oh, okay, that's a nice color. That would look good on me. Or, you know, she's wearing that material. Oh, I, I didn't know you could wear that material like that. I'm going to go buy that, you know? Yeah. So that's what lately I've just been, like, kind of wavering I'll like post somebody and, and then I'll feel like crap after I post them. Like, Ya Allah, forgive me. This is probably not the best thing that I could be doing. And then I get a couple messages of people wanting to buy it. I'm like, oh, this formula is working. So that's my struggle right now. I'm, I, I'm really trying to figure out exactly how I want to sell these hijabs and how I want my social media presence to be in the most halal way. Right. No, that yeah. definitely social media. I know for a lot of people, it's viewed as like, oh, it's a fitna, and uh, you know, a lot of a lot of tests and difficulty comes from it. Yeah, I one one hundred percent. It, I still like, as somebody who's trying to run a business, like, I I still think social media is a devil. <laughs> oh, I know. I I, I I completely understand. So. Yeah. You, you 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 know you know what you're trying to work on and improve in terms of uh, you know keeping it halal or you know making sure that there's barakah in it. 
what is it that from a business standpoint that you guys are working on next, whether it's, you know, you talking about for the hijab spot or for Mama Africa Shea Butter? What's uh, what's coming up down the pipeline? Inshallah. Okay, so for Mom Africa Shea Butter, uh, basically right now, uh, alhamdulillah, we've grown our followers, and now from looking at other people's pages, like we do our research from looking at other successful pages that are selling uh, similar products, uh, people like videos, so we're trying to start doing um, tutorials on how people can use the shea butter or how they can use the Afri African uh, black soap and basically show them different recipes if they want to make uh, like a whipped body butter or if they want to make uh, hair lotion or a body scrub they can use the African black soap to make shampoo and then we also want to inshallah start because uh, we're basically pushing in in this country we're pushing not just in this country, but we're just pushing the fact that, hey, natural skincare tops uh, any type of skincare with a bunch of chemicals and fragrances in it, right? Right. So if we're pushed that, then we also want to talk about the harmful uh, ingredients that are in other products, you know what I mean? Just to raise more awareness on why they should switch to natural skincare and what these harmful chemicals in the other products could do to their bodies and their skin and stuff like that. So that's that's another step that we're trying to take, inshallah. 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 And then, yeah, and, and for the hijabs, um, basically in the beginning, you know, I'm still learning about business and stuff like that. So in the beginning, I was just like, okay, I bought the hijabs for this much, and now I want to sell it for this much and make my profit you know what I mean right but then you got a whole house full of hijabs and like how long is it gonna take to move all those hijabs you know so now uh, alhamdulillah I'm, I'm constantly just trying to wholesale them so I don't mind doing the retail when, when I, whenever I go somewhere and people want to buy some hijabs or they message me or whatever but um, I'm, I'm just trying to get rid of them and move them faster so, I've opened up my mind to the idea of being a wholesaler. Okay, I see. There's always the challenge of you don't want to be sitting on a whole bunch of inventory. Because um, there's there's a lot of tailors here that can make things that you want them to make, but it, it, it works a lot better when it's on a smaller scale. Right. Because this is handmade items, so obviously there's going to be mistakes. Um, it might not be the same tailor making it so there's there's differences and then you know if you if you look at things that are made by a machine it's it's just a lot more cleaner a lot more i don't know i don't want to say it's not it's not better quality but it's just like consistent it's just easier uh -huh. to get a machine to repeat the same thing over and over yeah so that was the most difficult part like just getting the whole tiller thing uh figured out but Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. All right, I don't, I don't want to keep it for too long. I have two more questions. The first one being, you know, there's a lot of ways that you could hustle. I'm, I'm curious, what are your thoughts on this hustle? Because you, I mean, you may have chosen it, or the hustle kind of chose you. Are you, are you happy with it? Is it fun? 
Yeah, alhamdulillah, I, I really, really love um, the Mom Africa Shea Butter number one. Like, it's just because it's something that we were so passionate about, so in love with as a product. And um, just to know that right now we're living in a country where so many people, so many women are using harmful bleaching chemicals on their skin. And, like, it, it's so amazing to know that you you bring a new product or a product that not many people knew about to country and like you started a movement, you know, like, hey, let's let's switch it up, let's start taking care of our skin, let's get back to our natural skin color. So that I, I love, I love. I just gotta figure out the whole fitness social media part aspect of it. Mm-hmm. But um Alhamdulillah like I love I love sachet butter and I'm so excited. I, we added black soap and I can't wait to see what else we can come up with uh, in our product line. And then with the hijabs, uh, yeah, it's just to me easy money. <laughs> alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. And definitely one thing that I you know I, I want to add is that you know with any hustle, at least from what I've seen. You make mistakes, just like any Muslim, when they're living life, they make mistakes. And, you know, you make dua and you ask Allah to forgive you and you try to correct yourself, but it's a process. There's never, you know, oh, I did it perfectly from the get and I'm perfect the entire time. Otherwise, we'd be the Rasulullah, which we're not. Yeah. So it's, it's always a process. And inshallah, you know, um, things will become easier and Allah will make it easy for you, uh, for you guys to correct and improve and, you know, figure everything out. If there's, you know, stuff that you need to figure out along the way, inshallah. But the last thing I want to ask is uh, about your hidden halal hustle. What is it that you're working on as a Muslim, you know, towards your deen? What, you, what are you working on improving? My hidden halal hustle. Hmm. My hidden halal hustle right now would be, like, obviously I, I want to be the best mom that I could possibly be, mm-hmm. but I feel like it's a little easier to do that because Allah made it so that you love your kids unconditionally and you have way more patience when it comes to your kids than you do for any other human being in this world. So, inshallah, I want to be a better mom, but if I could say what my hidden halal hustle would be, it would be being a better wife for sure. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, that's dope. <laughs> yeah, no yeah it's, it's, it's really hard, but like, I just, I want to be more patient, more understanding, less hypocritical, stuff like that, inshallah. Inshallah, may Allah preserve and, uh, and increase you and, you know, make us all better spouses um, for our, you know, our, our significant yeah. others. I mean, no, it's, uh, I mean, and, and yeah, like, he said, I know um, I'm probably making a lot of mistakes, uh, but inshallah, I pray that Allah forgives me for all my sins, me and my husband, in whatever we're doing with our businesses, and he just guides us in the right direction and makes us strong enough individuals to choose what is halal or what is profitable, inshallah, I mean. Inshallah, I mean, I mean. Definitely, that, honestly, that's, that's a huge test. I know for myself, and you know, any ventures I've taken, there's always the temptation of, well, is this the best thing to do Islamically? 
but it may be the better thing to do when you're thinking about it just you know from a business standpoint and there's always the temptation yeah there is it's so real alhamdulillah alhamdulillah i really appreciate you sharing all of this stuff with me and uh obviously me and you are going to keep talking and uh if there's new developments inshallah i'll be sure to uh you know ask you to spend your time and come back on the the show Anytime, little brother. Anytime. <laughs> All right. Jazakum khair. Assalamu alaikum. Big sis. So there you have it. An interview with one of the co-founders of Mama Africa Shea Butter and my big sister. Alhamdulillah. It was great talking to her. And definitely one of the things that I continuously learned from talking to her is that you have to get out of your comfort zone. You got to get comfortable with the uncomfortable. I completely stole that line. But the point remains the same. Inshallah, I'm going to keep hustling and working hard on my sales game. And you should too. To share your stories and to get in touch with us for more information, you could follow us on Instagram or Twitter using the handle underscore the halal hustle. Or you could email us at info at the halal hustle.com. For all the information and resources for this episode and to find out more about Mama Africa Shea Butter and her hijab business, check out the show notes on our website, thehalalhustle.com. Alhamdulillah, this has been great and I'm super excited for next time. Inshallah, until then, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.